nailed it, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, I, I'm getting better with that button. By the time I master it, either you'll do it or the producer will be back, one of the two, and then I'll forget again. Welcome to Fast Radio, where Titan is pressing the buttons at the moment. I'm getting better. Every show I'm getting better at this because I did it for so long. But uh, by the time I master it, our producer will be back, and then I'll forget again. L.A. Tool Man's bored already. <laughs> Maybe he needs an AI tool to summarize this episode. He's. He, we're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch this little eyeball at the top, Google which tells us how many how many uh, viewers we have. And if your taxes start dropping, people, I'm gonna mute your mic. <laughs> what? My taxes? Uh, yeah. No. So it's really important stuff. I, I I'm just busting your traps. It is important stuff. So yes. we are gonna talk a little bit about we'll, taxes. We'll start. We'll start that. Now, but we're gonna do a little snippet so people won't get bored. Um, yeah. Uh, so yes, I had rambled uh, last night about the fact that uh, this this Gala coin airdrop. That Gala V2 is a separate coin. It certainly looks like it to me, right? Because there's Gala V1 still being traded, right? That's what they tell us. I so, haven't traded it, but... So if you were to be given a separate coin right now, like Fazcoin, and Fazcoin would be worth like 15 cents or something, and you got a whole bunch, um, you'd be taxed on that, right? Just saying. Just saying. Well, I mean, like, if like you, you switched would, it, it... Switch? Switch it with yeah, what? <clears throat> so the key is going to be the upgradability. Is, is it considered by whatever powers that be to be an upgrade of an existing coin token. Sorry, you got me saying coin now. I can't stand that. Um, but Or is it an entirely new animal? And what what is the criteria that determines the difference between upgrading with a new contract address and creating a whole new what, what token? What if I, Faz, came up with a use for Gala V1 right now and then people start using that? Is Gala V1 gone is it upgraded all i'm saying is if you've been handed a bunch of gala v2 coins for whatever reason uh the tax man is gonna come knocking just just saying just saying yeah but I, don't, I don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm not an accountant do not quote me I, I i just look into it ask your uh accountant person anyway let's talk about things that are more interesting <laughs> we're gonna talk people off the ledge or tonight because i just scared them with tax talk well oh, ledger, there's ledger a lot now. of yeah there's ledger, a lot ledger of company, which has a really new feature Really neat new feature that I rather like, uh, but I will admit there's some detractions, which I'm sure Titan will tell you all about. So this feature is uh, maybe you're too stupid to manage your own your own money. Maybe maybe you, you just can't trust yourself. Maybe you want a bank to like manage your crypto for you, but you want to manage it on your ledger. You want your bank to manage your crypto on your ledger. You can actually send them bits of your private key. Don't know how. Like you could send it to them, and then they can possess it, and then the all and then whoever has all the pieces of your private key can then get into your ledger and use your accounts. The question, the the bad that the people that worry about this are worried about is: Wait a minute! You can send your private key, of which the Ledger Nano itself. They've always stated you could not get out; they never exposed. You you could never get that out of the Ledger. How can all of a sudden you start sending snippets of your private key to someone? That's that's okay. So wow, that's a big can of worms right there. So I've read a ridiculous <clears throat> amount of information on how this whole thing works. And there's there's three aspects to this, in my opinion. And we can go as far into these three aspects as you want to go. Number one, we know how software works, right? So we don't know, because it's closed source, we don't know if they pre-installed this with a previous update, right? And, and the software to make this happen, the code was already pushed or not, and just activated by this latest update that they have waiting for everybody when they plug in their their ledger next hasn't somebody asked them that question they haven't answered it okay so oh yeah that's so from a security standpoint you're wondering if um this is an opt-out or opt-in kind of thing i recall ledger net ledger the company saying that this is an opt-in kind of functionality that doesn't mean they can't have the code there already for you to opt in to oh, wait a minute, but wait just a minute. having that there oh, is okay, a vector so of why, attack let's let's uh yes and no uh, it would be a vector of an attack. It would be a new vector of attack if it were functional or opt-in. The question is, is it? Can it be? Can it be turned on um, if if you did not opt-in? That's that's what I think you're worried about. Hang on, let me pull this up. Here's why I say that. Let me see if I can find it here. All right, I'm going to share my screen for a second. Ledger posted this tweet and then promptly thereafter deleted it and of course that is adding more castle intrigue to this i love that phrase you got me hooked on it now 
ledger delete. Yes, there's the screen I want to share. Now I have to go back to StreamYard and I have to turn it on. And there is our I tweet. I know. It's Hang good. on. There. Is that Can better? You, no. Hit Control Plus. I'm really blind without my glasses. I don't. And I don't have my glasses because um, I don't I know how to do that on a Mac. Let me see if this works. No, it doesn't work. It says Ledger had tweeted this. Technically speaking, it is and always has been possible to write firmware that facilitates key extraction. You have always trusted Ledger not to deploy such firmware, whether you knew it or not. We could have totally fucked you over, but we didn't. You trusted us and we have always done the right well, thing. Well, not only for them, but for, for other people. Other people. So you're trusting, again, that their security signature software is good enough to where nobody else could inject the code to do that. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Slow down. Slow down, bugger. Go, um, go back to your your little your little tweet. Go back to that tweet thing that you had up on the screen. I just, I just closed it. It said God. it's possible to write firmware. Okay. Right. So that would be them. That would be it, whoever is able to burn firmware onto that device. Okay. Which is anybody? It, no. It is. No. It's it's only guarded by a an encrypted signature. Okay, you, you, That's you, the need only to, thing. you need to understand, I want to make sure that you understand the difference between software and firmware. Firmware is if you have the ability to flash such a device. Show me that someone can flash a, 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 a Ledger Nano and actually keep a hold of that key, and then we can start talking about vectors of attack there. What they were saying in that tweet, what, which they rapidly de deleted, is you're trusting us not to fuck you over, not to, yes. not, to, not to extract your keys and do with it what we want, but, they're, but what they have not said is you can write firmware. That's a whole different ball of wax. I want to make sure that you understand the difference between them writing firmware and you writing firmware. You probably can't. So that's probably, however, however, once this feature, this multiple key feature that they have, uh, sorry, multi-sig feature becomes activated, then I'm wondering that itself becomes a vector of attack. So I'm curious about how they safeguarded that um, and how maybe they had to update their, their firmware update process so there, there are a bunch of questions that you you have that's very valid but i just want to make sure you're, you're accurate with when you say well anybody can do this no anybody can't that's all that's it. so so if if you think about it is this the right direction to go why people have asked the question because they made it out, they said, well, why couldn't you just make a special device that people could buy that has that on there and <clears throat> left all the rest of the devices alone and not even had the code for this software at all anywhere included in it? And they basically hemmed and hawed uh, using the excuse, well, we didn't want to have to write two separate batches of code. Okay, so so you're talking about, you're, you're, you're complaining now that they did not make their code open source. They don't, no. Right. So the, what sucks about it not being open source is people cannot verify themselves for themselves mm -hmm. what code is actually in it. Um, well, they are a company, and are, are other ledgers, ledger hardware thingamabobbers, do they have open source code? Maybe some yes. of them do. Some of them do. The, a, a, a very a, a minority of them. 80% okay. are closed source. Well, uh, I had actually heard about this this thing on Crypto Airy, uh, Crypto Airy show. And she said, um, and then she was asked what she used to secure her assets. And she named, uh, she's like, yeah, this is, I, I was suspicious of Ledger from the beginning. My stuff is um, random thing, random thing, MetaMask, and random thing. And it's like, okay, so you didn't make anything more secure, but you were suspicious of Ledger. Okay, yeah. Um, Ledger seems to be the name brand of crypto storage, and they're not open source, so you do have to trust them. I'm curious what else you have to trust. I would bet. A lot of people don't trust their computer, but I would bet all these people that use MetaMask and all these other tools don't have anti-key loggers installed on their computer. I would I would strongly recommend having something like that on your computer, by the way. So if you're, so if you're worried about keys being compromised, anti-key loggers. We've we've promoted that one that you have before. I've tried it, and on my my shitty boxes, all it did was grind everything to a halt. It's a little memory intensive. Key scrambler. So, yeah. Now, now so, the only bummer about those is you then have to trust them with, with all the, the typing on your computer. So you're always going to have to trust someone or something. And that's, that's the point that I'm making is if you're not trusting Ledger, then you're, then you're trusting that the security of your computer is, is good. Um, there, there, there needs to be some sort of consumer reports or some sort of recommendation kind of body that can say the safest setup is. I suggest we do it, but we're too sparse for that. I mean, we probably say we, we don't do enough research. 
Well, over at Forged in Cryptos, they they have a, a Medium article. Uh, they reviewed. They bought all of the devices and did reviews on them and talked about the which were open, there. which were closed, and um, what they thought of them and why they use the ones they do. Um, there are some fantastic other articles as well. If you search for open source hardware wallets, you'll pull up some of the best. Um, right now, though, and this is from Crypto Twitter, your, your big people um, that have been doing this for 10 years, right, since, you know, part of the original cypherpunks and very shortly thereafter. The consensus right now, open source or closed source, doesn't matter, is air gapping so that the device does not having any sort of connection, not Bluetooth, not internet, not anything, NFC, it's all done by QR code. That appears at the time to be the safest way to go. There's a couple of wallets that do that. There's a really expensive option called Engrave, N-G-R-A-V-E. And they came out, I want to say last year with theirs. It's kind of a big, it's about the size of a smartphone and it's air gapped and there's absolutely no connection to anything electronic with it. It's just a box and you scan QR codes with it. So, okay. That's let me, how let me, you do it. Let me, let me explain something when you, when you talk about air gapped, um, air gapped storage solutions. So, um, and, and you're, you're saying as opposed to Bluetooth. So Correct. Bluetooth would be a method to get data to and from a, another storage device. Uh, QR codes would be another way to get data to and from, uh, to or from. Um, it's still the same information that would be encoded on a bar, on a, on a QR code. Um, you just have the, the the pleasure of knowing that once you scan this one code, that only that information goes across and nothing else. It's not like there's there's some process in the background doing some additional Bluetooth communication that you didn't know about. So there there's still even air gap stuff is still hackable in the same way that Bluetooth is because you could make a corrupted QR code to send more information and then distribute that. So, Well, the, the decoding of that QR code takes place on the device that isn't connected to anything. So there's no way to pull the encryption off of the device to find out what... what uh, the, the, same thing the, would, the same thing would happen with Bluetooth. I mean, you can send a coded message to, to uh, across Bluetooth and it could decode it on that other device. So that's, that's standard. Understandable, but with a Bluetooth connection, people can connect to both the sending and receiving device, whereas a device that's not connected, it can only connect to the sending device. So that's, the encryption that's is stored on the receiving device. Well, what, what I was saying is, is you have a lot less information going across. I'm not saying it's not unhackable. I, I'm, I'm saying it's, it is still hackable because you still are sending information if somebody is reading a QR code. Yeah. So and that's why I said the safest using, right now. You're just using paper as a medium instead of radio waves. That's all. However, what's nice about a QR code is less information. You, 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 don't, you don't know if Bluetooth is continuing to send information all the time. That's all. And you don't know. Well, even NFC, right? So part of the whole concept of NFC is near field. That's why they call it near field communication. You have to be super close to it in order for it to work, which reduces an attack vector too because you're not like bluetooth you can go up 30 40 50 feet sometimes right, right? and nft chip is basically powered by the the, the signal and the closeness of something mm -hmm. else but there's no Proximity, battery yeah. the signal itself is the, is the battery but you can again you can say that that is similar to a qr code because an nfc chip probably just has some static information on it it's not like it's going to be doing a lot of work right um however if, if you have something like yubikey that static information can always come out differently, or a static, or just a single algorithm. To where every time you access it, every time you hit it, it, it gives you different stuff, but you still know how to decode it. Um, so I, I just wanted to just get across to your mind that when you say air gap, in one sense, there's no such thing as air gap because you still have to communicate with that other that crypto storage device in some way, even if you were to type shit in with with your own fingers. It just if you do it with your own fingers, you'll be more aware of the message, unless that message is coded, in which case. You can't, there's no such thing as air gap. Okay. It's a good point though. I just like to just bash you in the head. <clears throat> does this, does this make you any more nervous about your ledgers? Um, they have said that, that this new feature is opt in. Um, does it make the ledger more hackable? Anytime you add a feature to any software or hardware program, it becomes more hackable. If, if, if you add a feature, because now you're any new feature you add is a, is a new vector of attack. So the fact that they've added a new feature technically, in one sense, makes it less secure. Yes. Uh, am I worried? Um, probably not. Um, you, um, I, I think you would worry if somebody was going to get a hold of your device. If somebody gets a hold of your device and then gets other those two other those two other people 
uh, they convince those two other people to give you their their pieces of their key, then they have your crypto. So having the device is is really helpful. Um, can they hack the device? Maybe this feature is about as hackable as the other features, but there's an additional there's additional vectors of attack. So maybe again, more features means less secure. What I, I thought Ledger was known for having as few features as possible. I would like it actually if they had a different OS that you could flash. So upgrade to the ledger that allows multi-sig or upgrade to the through the ledger that just fixes bugs. I'd love to have different OS versions that, that I could do. That would make me feel the best. And then you're flashing your device all the time, which you well, never know what you're flashing. Itself. It flashes itself every time it upgrades. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm just saying I'd love to be able to flash the skinny version versus the, the version with a 50 god million features on it. Because Now the good news. Oh, there's good news? There is good news. Okay. It's only for the newest devices. The S does not is not getting this feature okay the s plus and the new uh stacks so it's the stacks the x and the s plus is what gets these features the original s will not have this capability so the downside to that is the s doesn't have a lot of memory right so you can't (laughs) yeah you you can't you can't store a lot of different chains and so forth yeah on the S, so you, you, if you're if you're really 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 into the, you want to take and get a ledger for each one of your chains, basically, uh, get the S's, and you won't have to worry about this quote upgrade or whatever you want to call it, because you it doesn't have that capability. Good enough, I guess, in the firmware. So um, those are cheap. Those are like sixty bucks, I think, now for the original S's. They still sell them. Yep. Um, and if if you have you know, you have to do the math on that. If you have $200 worth of crypto, is it worth spending $60 on an S to protect it versus, hey, well, I've got, you know, $459,612.19. I'll spend $60 to put just that token on my Well, it's for convenience. That's, actually, that's why I have so many S's. I have a bunch of them because back in the day, I'd have one for XRP, one for Ethereum, one for Bitcoin because – I didn't want to have to keep adding and removing the stupid program and, and stuff like that. And once you get, I think once you get past a few thousand dollars of crypto, then you're like, okay, you know, I don't care. This this, this isn't expensive. So when you have a hundred dollars worth of crypto, you're like, God damn, this shit costs a lot of money. <laughs> right. I, I waited until I had a little over 2000 and it, it was sitting in my hot wallet. And I, that's when I finally pulled the trigger on the ledger. Yeah. And it's been a while since I used the S's though. Maybe I should go back and use them. But, okay. It depends. I mean, so maybe that service like, is good for you. Okay, so about the good things, because you said part of this episode was to talk me off the ledger. Um, the good thing is grandma can now finally use crypto. Well, at least grandma can can uh, can have somebody else manage her crypto by handing them the ledger and then making sure – and then handing uh, the, the, the other signatures to two other trusted people. Um, uh, 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 uh. Nope. Wrong answer. Oh? There's certain there, – you can't just send it uh, the way I read it. You can't just send it to anybody. It has there's there's one that is going. It's not Ledger. Let me find the tweet. Go ahead with your thought. Let me find the tweet. Well, my thought was that you would be able to send this to a trusted intermediary, which you know the whole point of having your own wallet is trustless, you know, intermediaries. But uh, it provides a way for banks and uh, banks to manage your funds, which ban- banks like to do. So I think of it as a good thing. Um, because you don't, you no longer have to worry about managing your keys yourself. Somebody else can do it. Now, if, if and I'm going to say this for that's what's stopping a lot of real money getting into the crypto space, in my opinion, is the fucking advanced nature of it. They're just making it possible for more business models to be built on this. Now, of course, if they're managing your money, they're going to take the risk, and hopefully, they're going to put in their terms of service that they're responsible in case they fuck it up but of course they won't they'll be like it's your keys and uh if we fuck up it's too bad and so let me look at this to make sure i read it right i don't want to give people wrong information you, you might be thinking that only certain people can get these signatures or certain people with with ledger devices i want to say that i saw that that there's a one of them is a service that's set up and I want – before I, I say that you have to do that, I want to reread it, and I can't find it quickly. I'm going to have to go back and look at that again. Is it a service again. provided by Ledger? I, I don't remember. I want to – oh, well, and they're going to charge you for this service, by the way. Well, if you if you opt in and use it, yes. So if you have a key, 
that you give out to other people, you know, that's like having multiple keys to your car. You have to insert three keys in order to start the car up. Who are you going to give those keys to? Hopefully somebody who won't steal the car or try to steal the car or take keys from you or something. Yeah, I, I can't find it, so I'm not going to waste showtime here digging. I'll dig it up and we can talk about it. We can circle back on it. I thought I read, though, that one of them was a, a kind of like a banking kind of, I want to say – DTCC or something? Well, fine. Uh, the 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 I think the idea is to get the banks the banks into managing your crypto. That's what they want. Now it's kind of funny because crypto started up with you know you can manage it yourself, but all the powers that be out there are going to fight over all these people and making money off of all these people who have crypto. If the world goes crypto, there's going to be a lot of companies there that will take your money to manage it for you. Why the fuck do we need companies to manage our money? That's that's what I'm wondering. Um, the, the answer, unfortunately, is uh, a lot of people don't like to manage their money. Well, I mean, there there is a small demographic that could utilize this service, right? You, like you mentioned, there's grandma. There's there's people who are not comfortable with this stuff, and they'd rather have somebody else um, take on that risk. And they don't trust <clears throat> themselves or whatever the case may be, or there may be somebody who uh, doesn't trust the people around them, so they want keys nowhere near them so that even if something happens, you know, nobody can get it. They have, you know, multi-sig companies out there that you can go to and subscribe to their service and have that uh, multi-sig protection. Unless they get hacked. I think, well, and well, okay, so I think this is why Ledger tried to go that way because people have been promoting crypto Twitter and a lot of the podcasters out there have been promoting you know, getting into multi-sig, even Michael Saylor, you know, he is like the the god of Bitcoin, right? And uh, he has so many Bitcoin, it's like unreal. And he promotes, he says, you know, absolutely MicroStrategies, um, Bitcoin is in multi-sig. <clears throat> and so that's, that is a great security feature. But again, you've got to put a little bit of that trust out there. Okay, okay. It's, whenever you have a company, you pretty much have to have multi-sig. I'm sorry. Right. Um, no, you do. Yeah, he that's says a that. That's a practical consideration. Multiple people, um, anybody in the company can leave, including the CEO, the founder, can leave the company, and the company itself has resources. You've, if you have one signature, that's dangerous. Sorry, if you have a single key, that's dangerous. If it gets lost, your whole company is fucked. But it won't be sick. So you're going to have to trust people with, 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 multiple, with multiple keys. Um, that said, it, it would be nice to <laughs> – Every, it would be nice to have the option to manage it yourself, not as a company, but but as an individual. And so that's why I'm thinking, you know, I really think that there needs to be a separate device, uh, you know, the professional version of Ledger versus the non-professional. The non-professional, you manage the keys yourself. Professional, you have mm -hmm. multiple that's, that's an option. Um, that way you can have separate – each one has their own separate OS. You can scale up, scale down, not scale up. Uh, you, can, you can simply just pick the tool that you need. Do you think with, with this it's going to force companies to – Think more about open source. Open source forces companies to think more about open source. Um, open source is a whole separate ball of wax. So you mean open source for the, for their crypto needs? So the the firmware is obviously closed source, and and there's your issue. Like you have the what is that the the one that uh, Adam uh, promotes, uh, Blockstream Jade or something like that. Okay, so basically, you're, so the firmware is is what you're you're saying is the the key to your money, really, right? Right. Um, well, my understanding with Ledger up until that tweet was that your key could not be abstract could not be extracted by anyone, and that right. it was literally designed to never be available. And not only they, not even they could get the key. Right. Well, with the correct firmware, that's correct, but it can't be validated. It can't be validated because it's not open source. And right. then their tweet says, "Well, it's not outside the realm of possibility for us to write." This is my paraphrasing. We could write code to get that key. Uh oh. Right. So now they've just said that they could get it if they want to. They just need to get your your device upgraded, and then they can they can they got it. So right. fuck hacking they get some... fuck hacking individual people. Everybody head over to Ledger's headquarters and take over their whole fucking process. And then any Ledger you get your hands on, you can upgrade where you can y yank out that key. Or Great. a government subpoena, right? Yeah, I guess I guess uh, France because uh, Ledger is is incorporated in France. So France could sit there and say, hey, I, I want uh, the keys to Faz's uh, Faz's Ledger. You get a hold right. of my physical ledger, then you can upgrade it and get the key. That's that's what I'm hearing out of out of that is that ledger the company can get anyone's key, and that they always could. Right, but they've chosen not to. Um, maybe they're trying to say 
okay, if Ledger had an open source distributed firmware, then you'd be able to see how secure it is. But then again, since they can flash the firmware, whether it's open source or not, it still doesn't matter. They can get the key out. Right. So that, 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 that excludes the entire open source argument now. It's all about the whole design of the damn thing is that whoever writes the firmware controls the fucking thing. I'm <laughs> This is scary. Um, <laughs> fuck going after people. Go after Ledger themselves. That's, that's oh my God. They, they better start investing in security, like physical security for their company. That's, that's scary. That tweet well, is very scary. And there's some people that are saying, too, well, that's fine. I'm never connecting it to a device again that's online, so I won't get the update. There's going to be a point where they're going to um, push something where you have to connect it. Right. So so I've, I've had it. In fact, um, I haven't updated my Ledger Nano S's very often, and I, I was getting some crypto out of one of them recently, and I tried to use it with a Ledger program, and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It said you, right. need to, you need to upgrade the firmware in order for this, this, hard, this software on your computer to communicate with it. Now, for what it's worth, back in the day when Ledger first came out, they didn't have that that big giant Ledger Live program. They, there was a, a browser extension, and there's also a manual way. There was a manual way to, to get your, your stuff out. I used the manual way like once, uh, just just to know that I can do it. So technically, you don't need Ledger Live. There's a way that you can get it out without Ledger Live, but it's a bit obscure by now. Um, right. So technically, you don't need it. But anyway. Uh, this just changes the ball game. Uh, get a copy of somebody's ledger. Go, go take over the ledger company. You, you've now got their crypto. <laughs> and, and, and the government is the perfect one to do that. The government can just walk in and say, everybody, put down your tools. Okay, step away from the computers. Okay, we got our people. We're going to come in here. Uh, go, go hack this, this, this ledger that we found from the Russian mafia or something. And they could. So the, the trustless environment at this point isn't trustless. You have to end up trusting someone somewhere somehow. Okay, say, say you had another tool, not Ledger. Let's pick on just the concept of, of these crypto walls. Another tool besides a Ledger Nano, but it has an open source um, software or open source firmware. Guess what? Same deal, right? It doesn't matter if it's open source or not. If you can write, if, if whoever controls, whoever writes the software can physically extract that key, then it's, it's, it's just as scary. So I'd be curious in what hardware keys out there um, not even even the OS can extract. Well, the problem is the OS has to extract the key because it has to extract it to send it to, to somebody else. It sends it in an, an encrypted way to the computer. So it sounds like any crypto hardware wallet would be able to be hacked in that fashion if you were the company that distributed them. Yeah, can't trust anyone, even the people, even... <laughs> Got to go back to Ether Wallet and hope that your, well, your line isn't bugged. Well, you know, every... Hot wallet, cold wallet, warm wallet, frigid wallet, whatever. There's there's always some type of of hack available, right? It's just you got to reduce it the most that you can. Well, yeah, and and it sounds like, and I have I have a feeling that at any given time, one crypto wallet is more hackable than the other. So it might be this week, Ledger Nanos are more hackable. Next week it'll be Treasure Trezor. The next week it'll it'll be you know something else and then the week after that's ledger again so i mean how how secure can you really be you can be as secure as as a government willing, willing to yeah, well almost at this point so almost. really i'd say the vet i'd say the most secure you could be honestly is literally don't store your keys in a, in a hardware wallet what you do is you get a ledger you um you create a new wallet you never connect it to a computer you never you, you create a new wallet you send money to that wallet then you beat the ledger with a hammer and so you only have your key written down in text. And that key, if you're able to hide it well enough, that's your security. So as long as nobody can physically get to that key, in fact, you can give tear it in thirds and give two copies to your friends. So if you if you hold a key on a piece of paper, you're the most secure. The, the, uh, the, the thing that people aren't talking about is why do you have ledgers sitting around with keys already programmed into them? That's the thing. If somebody can steal the ledger, you've made it that much easier for them to, to hack it. Don't. Just wipe your ledger. And then, and then there's no keys on there, right? So, right. And, and it would be controlled by your seed price. The thing is, is you can't move it then. You can't trade it. You can't spend it. You can't do anything with it. You would only want to enter that key back in when you needed to move something and then which, wipe which, it again. Which if, boy, so then I guess you could make a hardware wallet, uh, which could read a QR code as a key. It'd be nice if you could store your key as a QR code. 
and then that hardware wallet could snap a picture of that QR code and then send a transaction just for that one thing. So a, a metal plates with keys are the best. Darn right. Um, so yeah, you could you could make so the the part the problem with the Ledger Nano I think is the fact that it stores the key at all. It'd be nice just to just to scan a QR code in order to make a transaction. That way your key is always read once for the transaction. You'd have just have to have your key sitting around though. Okay, so that's a really good really good idea. You'll have to you'll have to send that off to these to these wallet companies and see if you can uh, get a. Uh, I thought I thought I read about well I thought I read about that happening where you can put your key in, into a hardware wallet with a QR code. Um, then the question is how do you print that QR code? Because you got to type in all those words or numbers to get the QR code, and you're going to need a computer to do it. So hopefully, when you print it, that was a secure, you know, uh, secure operation. But once you get it printed, you're fine. <laughs> unless unless you speak it. Oh, well, you'd have. I don't know if that. Yeah, have I don't know if it records that or not. Well, you'd have you'd have to have a if you had a printer, a locally connected to printer with a. Well, again, yes, you 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 if you could. Here, here's how you could do it. If you got a computer and a printer, kept it off the internet, and you're able to print out a computer uh, a QR code from from text that you type in, and then destroy the computer, you're golden. I say destroy the so, computer because the first time you plug it in, if there's any viruses sitting on your computer or keyloggers, then they connect, they call, they phone home. So if you destroy the computer, then you're golden. You would have to go get a dot matrix printer from a pawn shop. Well, that'd be a and... big QR code. <laughs> <laughs> Size of fucking house. So these the printers are ridiculously insecure. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, you're always I'm really have nervous. To, you're always going to have to trust somebody, and and it seems like everybody who comes out with a very secure tool, they need to stay in business. They want to add features to it, and once once they add features to it, it makes them less secure. So is it even possible to have large entities like corporations and governments into crypto and things stay secure? That's the real. That's the real question. Can crypto even? Can the concept even scale up? We're about to find out. Well, I think I think the way <laughs> it's going to happen is crypto is is just going to be managed by other people, and the government is going to have its cake and eat it too. The, the U.S. government right now is really scared because crypto is going to go around banks. But if they can get it to where they can control your crypto, if they can manage it or banks can manage it. I would bet that the U.S. government it would be behind this version of the ledger then ledger uh, the ledger nano. Well, that's all you got to do to look at it. <clears throat> and I mentioned this on a previous cast, right? So you have all these it's this it's 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 analogous with the cell phones, right? The security in cell phones. You have your iPhone, your Android, you have your graphene operating system. Um you, you have all these yeah, graphene. You don't know about graphene? Come on, you're supposed to be a dev. Graphene. Uh, yeah, because I'm a dev, I therefore know about every bit of code. You, you're supposed to know everything. I mean, graphene is all right. So, all right, but anyway, so you have all these if you go to the highest levels of government, president, Congress people, senators, NSA, CIA, all the three letters, they're not allowed to use iPhones, Android, or any of those devices. Why? Because they are absolutely hackable. You just have to look at it. And this is like just a joke that we look have. At it. Yes, we, we have this joke at work because if no matter what you're doing, Right. Whether you're shipping, receiving, purchasing anything in a company and people go, I, I don't know what this. All you got to do is just look at it and you'll get your answer. Right. Or look at a help file. So the big joke is just look at it. So if you just look around you and they can say whatever they want for personal security, they're fantastic. Right. But at, at higher levels of security where you need or require high levels of security, the consumer quality stuff just isn't going to cut it. You remember BlackBerry got into that big kerfuffle right before they died about who was it? Maybe maybe it was France or somebody was requiring that they give out the encryption to how to get in to, to bypass the BlackBerry security. Well, there's one with Apple. Uh, Apple had that kerfuffle where they, they refused to get give the government uh, uh, encryption. On how BlackBerry they, had that, too. They, no, they, the Apple refused to tell the U.S. government how to bypass their their, their phone lock. And so the government, I think, eventually successfully hacked it on their own. But Apple really got in their way and was citing privacy and all that stuff, which is true. See, now, of course, you're, you're really getting into privacy now and less about crypto. Um, no, I, I wanted to, to pull that analogy in because people think that these phones are ridiculously secure and their their iPad, their iPhone notes program. It's it's in the uh, Apple cloud and it's the most secure in the in the world, whatever. And it's not. 
right? Don't store your seed phrases in Apple Notes. Don't store your seed phrases on anything connected well, don't, don't, to don't the even, internet. Don't even snap a picture of your of your seed right. your crypto seed phrase because so, something eventually could 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 read it. And you might get lucky; it might not get read today. But as long as that picture is on your phone or in your iCloud account or anything like that, it can be read by something of which you don't control that. You don't control that storage mechanism. Well, even even this LastPass mess, right? People thought like LastPass and, and all these password managers were secure. They were putting their seed phrases in there and in the secure notes, right? Not even LastPass can get into it. And then whammo, look what happened there. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened? Tell me what happened. What do you mean? Well, you said, whammo, look what happened. See, I, I think you're misrepresenting. We did a whole show. Happened. No, we did a whole show on that. We mm. know exactly what happened. Yeah, so well, well, let's go into that because I want to make sure that look what happened there didn't mean that LastPass was completely insecure. What what happened was LastPass, under certain circumstances, exposed some, um, some information that could lead somebody to eventually get your password, of which mm -hmm. they did later patched. So look what happened there. Just because something is possible doesn't mean it's happening. In fact, that's the whole point of zero day exploits. You know, there, there's lots of exploits, in, um, you know, of the Microsoft of Windows and, and the Mac operating system that we don't know about. Um, and it's actually the very fact that nobody knows about them is why they're secure. Once somebody knows about them, though, uh, then there's a problem. So when you get with LastPass, nobody knew about it until someone did. Once someone did, they raised the alarm and then everybody's like, OK, uh, this, is a, this is a bad deal. Just because it was possible doesn't mean that everybody was exposed. It just means that. Another tool like, you know, uh, LastPass's competitor is going to be next. Just like we were saying that crypto is hackable, the same thing with a password manager. It's going to be hackable too. Yes, you can store things in secure notes in LastPass and they'd be secure. Your password is secure unless you fit the certain circumstance where somebody was, was tapping your computer and reading that information. You have a virus on your computer and whatever. So it's not, it's not probable, it's possible, and it's now fixed. So just like crypto wallets. Let's, I want to make that clear because it's like you want to just mark it off. Like, we can't use LastPass anymore. Yeah, you can. I, I don't think I was marking it off. It sounds like I, I, I think I think there's exposures on every security front. And with this ledger upgrade, it gives a, a, a much more, a much higher likelihood that something can go wrong and you have to you have to push you have to decide if you want to push more trust into that organization or more trust in another direction right mm -hmm. i can agree with that so that's kind of where i'm pushing that is who do you want to trust and how much somebody different each day it just depends <laughs> um so whoever whoever the leader is is going to be hacked the most that's why that's why windows has has more uh vulnerabilities than linux Linux is like they, they, they used to say, well, wow, Linux is so secure. Bullshit. It's not. It's just that people haven't tried to hack it as much as they've tried to hack Windows. Linux is probably well, a lot less secure. Inherently, Linux is more secure. However, you still well, have to do additional things to it in order to lock it down further. And it's still, of course, not perfect. I, I wouldn't say inherently. I would say you have more of an ability of figuring out if it's more secure than using the proprietary Windows. Speaking of proprietary things you have to trust, Microsoft. Microsoft owns the fucking world. People are trusting it all the time for everything. iPhones are the same way. So pick your poison. Yeah. It's not your crypto, it's your bank account. I mean, it can can somebody find out enough information on your computer to get in your bank account? Yes. That's why two factor authentication exists, but even that can be can be uh, uh Yeah, there's levels of that too. So <laughs> I do have the Yubis you recommended, and they're fantastic. I freaking love those things. The YubiKeys. So, yes, I, yeah. I recommend YubiKeys. They're these little hardware uh, – they're, they're actually essentially keyboards, but they're little hardware keys that you can get and put on your key ring or whatever. And then uh, when you want to access a password with, with LastPass or some other key thing, you can plug that in, and that can be part of your password. It'll be like, okay, you typed in your password, and I'll stick in your key. Uh, mm -hmm. The good thing with that is unless you actually physically have that key, it's your security is really good. Um, it's funny. I used to people used to make fun of me and, and and say that's that's going way overboard. But you actually have the key. By the way, I suggest if you if you do use YubiKey, buy two of them and have them with, with it. Because if you lose one, you're fucked. Um, <laughs> especially if you put it on your key ring and, and stuff. And if you lose one, you go buy another. Well, yeah. If, if you lose one, then you you might want to reset everything to a new key. You know, 
Well, the way they have it now, it's fantastic. I have I have two keys. You don't have to pair them together anymore. Right. right. They, you can have just you can almost all. There's only like one or two places I log in now that don't allow you to put two separate keys. It'll say, do you have another, right as you sign up, do you have another key you want? And you say yes, and you put your second key in there, and you tap it, and you're done. And now you have two separate keys that aren't bound together that can unlock that. Well, and that's, that's fantastic. Essentially, any YubiKey you get is, is its own unique key. You're not going to get a duplicate. Um, so it's, it's going to be that, that you associate key A, key B, key C. Right, with, right, right. With, what, with your Google account or uh, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. But, the, but it's the not complicated is, anymore. If you if you lose your keys and you lose that one key, that one hardware key, go into whatever it is, either either LastPass or Google or whatever, and go delete that that key association. Um, Replace again, it and then add the new one. Yeah. Let's. We want to be. I want to be clear about something though. Generally, you're pretty secure unless somebody's specifically targeting you. Um, if you have two FA. Um, so if you're if you're important to somebody, um, you might want to be worried. You might want to be worried about your your key safety. Uh, if you're not, you're probably okay for now. So we're coming up on an hour. Any last thoughts on this before I make some cool announcements? On on Ledger, the Ledger Nano. Yeah. Anything uh, on Ledger basic. before I make some cool announcements and we get the hell out of here? Sure. Um, <laughs> so I think the um, the multi-sig capability with the Ledger Nano is probably okay. Um, if you have large a, a large enough amount of crypto where you need, need to be worried uh using the nano s is probably a good idea now just by the way just to remind you if you have a nano x um you can and you have the private key uh you can destroy that nano x and just start using a nano s again you just type your private key into the nano s so it's, it's not like you're stuck with a nano s you, x you can go by the s right now and just, and just queue that one up to your key and then you're 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 safe you won't have that feature excellent point and then destroy your X or wipe it or whatever. I mean, sledgehammers work really well. <laughs> That's a good way to wipe a key. I've seen I've seen the videos on Twitter. There's a bunch of people taking sledgehammers to it, and they're they're setting them on fire. They're dropping bricks on them. I mean, it's fantastic. All right, what's your announcement, sir? So during this whole conversation, I was getting some interesting DMs, and we have I I've managed to line up a guest for next week. You have. I have. And I did all this while broadcasting on the show. Wow. What, I'm what that I, good. What if I don't like this guest? Would I like this guest? You will. Absolutely. Have I said negative things about this guest? You said negative things about everybody except for, for Rocket Life, LA Toolman, Zorro, and no, I'm kidding. Um, so uh, a very, very uh, long time compadre of ours over the years is... Uh, is going to come on and tell us about his new platform called Seed Starter. Really? Really? Should I not, should I should we not identify this person right now? Oh, we we, we know who it is. It's, oh, I know who it is. Uh, now, yeah. yeah, it's uh, the wonderful, awesome Mister Jesse Hines. So over he he made his announcement uh, on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or today. He is up and running. He has received his. Uh, blessings, you know, the blessings from SEC, FINRA, everybody to get up and running. And the platform is ready to go. This is a one of a kind once uh, nobody's ever done this before. It's combining crypto with um, non-accredited investors being able to get into startups early. And he wants to talk to people about the platform. I love this project. And after being in that industry for uh, 12 years uh, in the security side and being in crypto for the last few. Uh, I'm, I'm not fanboying here when I say that this is a really, really big deal because th this is the first platform that everything is intentionally in the crypto side meant to be a security and it will change the whole game. When it comes to this, I, I am uber excited about what he's built. And so uh, I, I uh, want to make sure that everybody in the Faz radio world gets it straight from the horse's mouth, because if I if I try and explain it, I probably wouldn't do as good of a job. So uh, I've invited him on. He wants to be on. He He's excited, too. So I said, let's make it happen. That sounds like a good deal. I, I, I'll have some some questions for him. Absolutely. Of course. We You know, so. Um, 
all these people around us are building epic things. We have Rastakip, right? We have Fortune in Crypto. We have Jesse. We have Timbo. I We're some of the most fortunate human beings on the planet right now because this stuff that, that all of these people are building is not like a crazy little stupid game that you play on your mobile phone where you you get 25 ribbons and you get a, a flashy surprise i mean this is like epic stuff well, they're, they're enabling, this is they're enabling the they're creating infrastructure for people to build on this uh all of this that you're talking about yeah this this is not small scale stuff this is nodes this is ai this is you know securities and crypto and and uh, startup investing this is uh software that can instantly give you information like rostikip stuff it instantly gives you information that you previously couldn't get and the biggest companies out there couldn't give you this information and well, wait a minute. I, I'm just I'm, I'm just crazy excited about this stuff. Rockpickup is is basically reading the information that's currently going across the wire or stored in the blockchain, which is great. Um, that's that stuff is is ripe to be picked. Uh, now now Jesse's thing sounds really interesting because it sounds like he's he's giving away for people to do things in a very legit way. I'd like to hear a lot more about that. It is absolutely legit, and the 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 projects that'll come aboard the platform have to have to be legit projects too. There's there's he's built a a way to bring people into where I mean there's going to be failures, right? There's no doubt, and and those are some of the questions I want to ask him too. But the the failure is going to be in the idea; it's not going to be in somebody rugging, right? <laughs> so there's a big difference in that. Well, what, what and, I'd like to hear, what I'd like to hear definitely is. Um, the SEC has basically said that, or yeah, the, the, the guy in charge of the SEC has basically said that just about everything except Bitcoin is secure is a security. Now, of course, he's contradicted himself in some places, and I'm sure the Hinman email should be very important uh, to uh, to make him look stupid. But if every crypto oh, is a security, then Jesse's got some really a really good angle here. If every crypto is now, what I'm concerned about, or what I'm curious about is, okay, say say your crypto starts out as it, it say it's a security. And then for some reason, it becomes not a security. I'd, I'd be interested if his seed starter can actually handle that situation. Well, it's it's not a permanent like partnership, right? The way that it works. It's 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 a funding platform. Well, let's, let's for yeah, yeah. We want him to go go in on this because I don't absolutely. Know. Yeah, that I already said I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, and I don't want to I don't want to talk about everything so nobody tunes in to, to listen to him either. <laughs> we we need to. I think we should also um, solicit people for questions on on CryptoFaz Academy too. Uh, absolutely. I mean, from what little I know about it, from what you've told me, it's a funding platform. So, you know, it's what can what are, what are the things that we can do? And once we know those things, I mean, there's a billion questions that could be asked. That's right. Maybe you should and like, maybe we should get some information and, and send it to the premium people first so that they have more information to ask questions. I, I will get some Jesse approved material gathered up and I will drop it in the Faz Radio premium channel so that they can digest it if they haven't already. And uh, we'll we'll take a basket of questions. We'll get it all ready. And uh, next week we will be exactly uh, in a great position to talk about this platform and get all the questions uh, from a lot of different people that, that I think will really, really put this into perspective for a lot more. So this is called to review Seed Starter by Jesse Hines. Is there anybody else associated with this that that we should say right now or that we know of? Well, we we can. The public information on that, Jesse had posted some Twitter uh, that the board of directors uh, that he has assembled is some of the biggest people in uh, the crypto sphere, as well as some local heroes. There is Bob Way, who was one of the first XRP people that were that was around. There's right. Crypto Erie, which is someone you know very well. You introduced me. I don't to know her well, but I, I know her. Yeah, and our very own Forged in Crypto. Um, Way, Crypto Erie, and that's right. And on Twitter, you can also see that a a another uh, big addition was Doc. Um, really, from from Gala Games originally. Yes, yes, he was he was announced on Twitter as well. So um, there there's a a huge. Um, following he's also got lined up of course our friends from audacity who uh we interviewed on here simon and uh company which will be working with them as well really this is yeah this is not something it's kind of funny it's almost ironic right um that all of uh, 
he's a startup, but he's got he's not a startup. He's a startup himself, but he's doing startups. It's it's, it's kind of weird. Um, well, I, I like it, the fact that, he, that he's marrying a number of people from, from different areas together. Absolutely. It's it's an all star cast. And he'll talk about that more in depth. Um, and I don't know if he'll if he'll reveal anything else. We'll, we'll of course, ask him about leaks. Right. It never fails. Well, there, we'll, there could be some green room. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get some green room that content. only the Vaz Radio Premium people can can see. Absolutely. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this, um, and uh, we'll do that maybe next Friday, possibly. I'll, I'll confirm with them what day works better, Thursday or Friday. So we're not doing the AI cast like we're. We'll, we'll do AI. We'll do AI on the day we don't do Jesse. Sounds like a good plan, man. Thanks Sounds for awesome. uh, for for getting taking care of that, sir. No, no problem. I am. I've been like uh, a little. I, I've done a little fanboying about this because I am so excited about this platform. This, wait, wait till you see how huge this is. Because I don't think people are grasping the concept of the gravity of what he's building. This is something, and and well, just knowing, no, just knowing that the SEC is calling every crypto but Bitcoin a security says that there is a lot of opportunity available for him to take advantage of. Well, and and for other things. Okay, he'll go into this, but another huge part of this is when you typically have startups, right? You have to be a, a, what's called an accredited investor in order to get in early, right? And we know that the earlier you get into something that takes off, the better you're going to do, right? So this was in the real world, <clears throat> outside of of crypto in the in the traditional stock market, um, people who weren't accredited, and it used to be, you know, if you didn't have $250,000 of liquid assets or, or certain amounts of money and, and a certain income, you couldn't even invest in this stuff. There's there's things that Jesse will go into. There's There's been some changes, some modifications, there's some exemptions that um, Seedstarter is taking advantage of that allows for non-accredited investors to get into these, these projects early, legally, and approved. Um, so... Th- that in itself is another ridiculous mushroom cloud of oh my god! All right, so OMG! This is, wow. Yes, this is this is big stuff. All right, well, I, I think I'm going to TM that mushroom cloud of epicness. That sounds like a super <laughs> mega thermonuclear part, but okay. Global thermonuclear war? Anyone? Would you like to play a game? All right. Anyway, um, that's some good stuff. Uh, we will uh, see you guys then next week. Absolutely. Guys, take it easy, take care, and we will talk with you soon.